Welcome to the Humanity Matters Podcast, where we discuss philosophy, faith, leadership, nonprofits, and a host of social issues. We want to add value and understanding the dignity and freedom of human beings. For more information, visit the website philipfletcher.org. And now, the Humanity Matters Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Dr. Philip Fletcher, and it is week two of the COVID Chronicles. So I hope everybody is, um, I don't know, doing what they need to do to stay healthy, washing your hands 20 seconds, you know, uh, keeping your distance, right? All that good stuff, uh, practicing uh, good uh, practices so that we can press on through this. What's going on, Katie? What's going on, Max? So today, uh, for the next hour or so, I just wanted to share some thoughts on a couple of things. One about being, quote unquote, homebound. Two, uh, talk about this Senate Bill 3548 that is uh, facing all types of fun stuff in the Senate right now. It moved out of the House and into the Senate. And then if it passes, it's supposed to go to the president for final approval. So, hey, homebound, right? So, yeah. What are you doing? How are you hanging out? How much Netflix have you watched? How much Hulu have you watched? I mean, I'm trying to contemplate, will I do the Marvel series or will I do uh, Star Wars. You know, I'm probably going to start with Marvel and start from Captain America and watch it timeline and, you know, chill. But I still got work to do. Still got people to help. Still got to hit the streets. I'm hitting the streets because people need help. Somebody's got to do it, right? Not everybody needs to do it, but there's people that got to do it. So, you know, that is what it is. But hey, you know, you're homebound. Take opportunities to hang out with the family, play some games. Uh, the other night, the family, we had some pizza and did some TikTok songs and just hung out and just had a good time. So that was cool. Uh, kind of sucks that you can't go to church. Uh, that's a whole nother thought for another day. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, that's that's the reality. So I would encourage people. Right. I, you know, you're free to move about how you are. You know, that's my belief. Um, you know, when you got to go do something, do something. And when you don't chill out, build a Lego. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm building a Yoda, right? What's up, Pooby? Building Yoda. It's going to be awesome. I'll show y'all what he looks like as time goes on. So, you know, that's how I'm spending my time and working on my book. You know, ain't got nothing else to do anyway. So, yeah, so that's homebound. Next, let's talk about the young folk kicking it spring break, right? My queen talked about this earlier today on her live video. I encourage y'all to go check out Nicole uh, Fletcher and see what she had to say. Uh, I would say, and just kind of to echo, uh, when I was up this morning and talking to Nicole, I pointed out three things that what you see going on down, uh, you know, at these beaches really uh, we're reaping what we've sown, right? Uh, Malcolm X famously said, 
you know, because of what happened to President John F. Kennedy, that the United States was reaping what it was sowing, that the chickens had come home to roost. Uh, oh, most of my shirts, say, it says rise and grind, right? It's my workout shirt. Uh, and I think <clears throat> what you see with the young people down uh, on their spring break, you know, those tons of kids that you're seeing, right, is us reaping what we're sowing. And on three instances, one, the president of the United States for the last, well, let me back up. I'm making a assumption that those who are on spring break at the beach are typically between the ages of 18 and 22 years old, right? Freshmen and seniors, right? And so for the, almost the last four years, what we said about the president of the United States is that he's illegitimate, that he's 45, that he's sowing division, that he's seeking to downfall the country, that he's colluded with the Russians, that he's this, 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 and this, right? He needs to be impeached. You know, that happened earlier uh, this year. So why should these young people listen to what he's got to say, right? So let's go to the beach. Uh, the second thing is uh, this, is one, one so one is the uh, rejection of authority. Uh, second is this, I want to live life as I want to live it. So again, we are, we have taught uh, these 18 to 22 year olds through Hollywood, through music, through even the education system, be who you want to be. No one should tell you what to do or how to live your life, right? You define what happiness is for you apart from anybody else telling you that. So you have these kids down at the beach. In fact, kids are saying, if I get Corona, I get Corona. So we, we are reaping what we're sowing. So one is a rejection of authority. Two is this idea of just let me eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow uh, I die. And uh, the third is essentially this, is that what we are seeing are uh, young people who have determined that I want to be me. I'm not connected to society. I can do what I want and my decisions don't have an impact on other people when in fact they do. But it's pretty interesting because the same demographic, uh, if they were voters, would lean towards a platform that heavily supports society and being, um, you know, just part of a mass group, right? Communitarian, right? But in essence, they're rejecting the nation, right? And health issues because, you know, they want to get tans, hang out at the beach. Saw one video of them doing vodka shots through booty cracks. I mean, it is what it is. So there's something to think about. Um, so what do we do about it? Now, let's get to the meat. So the Senate is going back and forth about the CARE Act. So if you go to congress.gov, you can go there. You can look at all the bills. All right. I would encourage you to look at the bills. Don't pay attention to Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, you know, the usual cast of characters. I would encourage you to go actually read the bill. Now, this bill is about 247 pages, 
All right. I spent the last hour and a half uh, going through uh, Senate Bill 3548 or a.k.a. uh, the CARE Act. And how it's defined is this. And I quote, to provide emergency assistance and health care response for individuals, families and businesses affected by the 2020 coronavirus. I'm going to put the link for the bill in the comment section. There you go. I would encourage you. Don't believe me. Go read the bill. All right. We ain't got a lot else to do. So instead of binge watching uh, Love is Blind or Altered Carbons or watching Contagion for the 12th time or watching Outbreak, I would encourage you to go actually read something that's going to actually impact all of our lives. The bill is right there. You can bring it up. Follow along with me. I'm just going to go through some highlights. Like I said, it took me uh, an, the last hour and a half to go through the bill right and pull out the the stuff that matters. Now, some of the things I was looking for because what was reported in the news is that there's this slush fund by Mnuchin, you know, the poor getting screwed, corporations are, you know, getting what they're getting and I was like, okay, everybody in the news is going to tell it from their perspective. Right? But what's the bill say? So I would encourage you once again, go read the bill. Senate bill Three, five, four, eight. I've put it there in the comment section. If you don't read it, you're responsible. Right? You're responsible for what it is. And whatever you read, hey, call your senator. You know, my senator is Senator Bozeman and Senator uh, Cotton. Right? So I'm reading the bill. So here's some elements of the bill that I want for you to pay attention to. So we're going to break it down. Um... It's broken down. So the bill is broken down in what you would call divisions. Okay, so there's division A, small business interruption loans. Uh, Division B is relief for individuals, families and businesses. Uh, And then it's broken down into some titles. Then division C deals with severely distressed sectors of the United States economy. Uh, And then so it's broken down into economic stabilization, aviation. uh, And then it moves to medical issues and then moves on down to some miscellaneous stuff about uh, health and welfare and then finance uh, and then education and then some labor provisions. Okay, so that's pretty much the breakdown of the bill. All right. So small business. So uh, what is proposing right now? This is up for changes, but where it's at right now. All right. Is that uh Loans will be available for small businesses, small businesses. They define as businesses that have 500 or less employees. All right. And these businesses can be, you know, your regular business, your regular like a, am in Conway. So um, a Stobie's, a Bob's Grill, um, those type of small businesses, but any business up to 500 employees. Uh, It also can be private nonprofits or public nonprofits. Now, I've got a private nonprofit. So if I wanted to, I'm eligible to apply uh, for this uh, loan, loan, loan. Remember, I said loan. Okay. All right. So uh, how much can you apply for? So on page 20. Uh, seven, excuse me, line 22, page 
6 of the bill, uh, it essentially says that loans can be used for payroll. Uh, loans can be used uh, to cover uh, anything that's related to operations, uh, any type of losses, anything like that. There are some strict uh, guidelines in which uh, the bill or excuse me, the loan can be used for any of these uh, businesses. So as you are reading that, if you're a small business owner, I would encourage you uh, to pay attention. All right. So excuse me one second. All right. So the loan can be used for this uh, payroll support, including paid sick, medical, family leave. All right. It can be used for employee salaries, mortgage payments, rent or your businesses, utilities for your business, any other debt obligations that were incurred before the covered period. Now, the covered period is March 1st, 2020 through December 31st, 2020. This is for small uh, businesses. Now, as you go further down in uh, the bill and we're still in Division One for uh, the CARE Act, there is also uh, money that has been set, set aside for what they call entrepreneurial development. And it covers two types, right? So small business development centers and women's business uh, centers. Now, what's interesting about uh, this for the women's business center is that the funds that are set aside, 20% of the funds that are being appropriated uh, for the small business relief, the loans uh, have to be set aside uh, for women. All right. So women, you own a business, um, you're providing a service. Uh, 20% is like locked in to be, or it's proposed, excuse me, proposed to be given to uh, women. So now, appropriations. So how much is all of this going to cost? All right. So that's imp important because you're paying for it. I'm paying for it. It's a loan. It's a loan from the government, but the government doesn't have money. The government gets the money from us. All right. So this is what it is for the loans that are guaranteed uh, to small businesses. And so I am on page 27 is section 1106 titled direct appropriations. And it says this and I'm reading this word for word. So please bear with me with the language that they use. Quote, in general, there is appropriated out of amounts in the treasury not otherwise appropriated for the fiscal year ending September 30th, 2020 to remain available until September 30th, 2021 for amounts 299 billion 400 million under the heading Small Business Administration Business Loans Program Account. So that's for the loans. All right. Again, businesses, private nonprofits, public nonprofits. All right. The second appropriation. So this has to be run. So there is employees in the Small Business Administration and in this bureaucracy. So uh, $300 million are appropriated to the SBA for salaries and expenses. All right. Now, you heard me. So also, there's got to be somebody has got to check on this stuff, make sure the money's being spent the way it's supposed to be spent. So $25 million under the heading Small Business Administration Office of the Inspector General. So the Office of the Inspector General is the one that comes down and does the quality control, quality assurance, make sure money's going where it's supposed to be going. All right. 
He's the, he or she is a check and balance. All right. So twenty five million. And then I talked about the entrepreneurial development. That's those uh, small business development centers and the women's business centers. OK, two hundred and sixty five million dollars has been set aside. Now, this has been broken down. All right. So two hundred and forty million shall be uh, for carrying section eleven zero three B. All right. So that's the. You know, the business centers and women's, women's business centers and then 25 million as well. And then an additional a, you know, black folk, Latinos, all y'all non-white people. Right. They thinking about y'all as well. All right. Page 28, subsection uh, five, 10 million dollars under the heading Department of Commerce, Minority Business Development Agency for Minority Business Centers. Uh, of the Minority Business Development Agency. Now, what is this for? Technical assistance, right? So you can apply for a loan, right? But then you can also apply for some technical assistance to help you out, you know, filling out paperwork, getting some advisory type stuff, so on and so forth. So that is under uh, Division A. Now, Division B, Bear with me. So what we are doing, and I hope you would stay with me. All right. On this, this is dealing with the Senate bill three, five, four, eight, or the care act, uh, that is being debated in, uh, the Senate. So the question is, you know, who's holding up stuff? Is it Republicans? Is it Democrats? You know, who's being un-American? Is it Republicans? Is it Democrats? I really don't care what the news says. What's the bill say? So, I would encourage you again. I put the link to the bill from Congress right in the comment section. Click on that link. Go read the bill. It's some 200 pages. All right. You ain't got nothing else to do. A lot of y'all where y'all live and they telling y'all can't leave the house. So read the bill because it's your money. It's your money. The government don't have no money. It's your money. Right. So you're going to pay for it. More than likely, your kids, kids are going to pay for it. So we should at least know what's going on. So next is Division B. And Division B is page 35 of the bill, and it's called the Relief for Individuals, Families and Businesses, Title One Rebates and Other Individual Provisions. So this is where, you know, everybody's talking about the Trump checks, right? You know, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. If you support Trump and you take the check, are you a socialist? Right. Oh, my gosh. You shouldn't cast that check because Trump ain't your president. Right. Well, you're not really getting a check. It's going to be a direct deposit. So. I don't know if you don't want to spend the money, make a donation to coho58.org. Right. We can use it to help people anyways. So. Section six, four, two, eight dash excuse me, section 6428, page 35, uh, it says this, uh, recovery rebates for individuals. So I'm talking to y'all, okay? Everybody that's on this 17 of y'all that's watching, all right? In general, this is line 12. In the case of an eligible individual, there should be allowed as a credit against the tax imposed by subtitle A for the first taxable year beginning in 2020, an amount equal to the lesser of one net income tax liability or $1,200. Or if you got a partner, right, it's $2,400. So in case you file 
uh, jointly. All right. Now, there's some special rules as well. The amount determined under subsection A shall not be less than six hundred dollars. And if you file in jointly, twelve hundred dollars. So you're getting something. On the high end, jointly, twenty four hundred individual, twelve on the low end, six hundred individual, jointly, twelve hundred dollars. All right. That's what the bill uh, says. So what's the qualifying income? So it says taxpayer described. All right. A taxpayer is described in this paragraph. If the taxpayer pay attention. All right. The bill gives you the information. Don't pay attention to Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, or any, go t- directly to the bill. Go to the bill first. Then you can listen to the, the news people. All right. So A has qualifying income of at least $2,500 or has net income tax liability, which is greater than zero and gross income, which is greater than the basic standard deduction. Now, I'm not a tax guy. I'm not an accountant. All right. So I encourage you look at page 36, reach out to your accountant or I don't know, someone who knows taxes, ask them, hey, what's this mean? All right. Bear with me here. All right. So on uh, page 37, it says qualifying income. All right. I'm moving quickly. The term qualifying income means earned income, social security benefits, any compensation or pension received under chapter 11, chapter 13 or chapter 15 or title 38 of the United States Code. Need to go look that up. Also, net income tax liability. I referenced that. All right. The term net income tax liability means the excess of the sum of taxpayers regular tax liability. All right. So look at those things. There are people who are not eligible. All right. I'm reading from the bill. Quote. And I need to say quote. Eligible individual. The term Eligible individual means any individual other than. So these are the persons that are not eligible. Any non-resident alien individual. B, any individual with respect to whom a deduction under Section 151 is allowable to another taxpayer for a taxable year beginning in the calendar year in which the individual's taxable year begins and an estate trust. All right. That was a lot of words. Somebody can look that up for me. I appreciate it. All right. But three types are not eligible for this 1200, excuse me, the 600, 1200, this 1200, 2400 individual or joint. Any non-resident alien individual and this other wordy stuff or an estate or trust. So please let's not buy into the like the people don't care about immigrants. Right. Or anything like that. If this voted on in its past. Right. Your party. You know, they get it passed. I mean, that's what it that's how it was passed. So you should take that into uh, consideration. So how much is this going to cost? All right. That's important. So there's some other stuff in here that you can read about. So this is how much is going to cost. Quote. Department of the Treasury for an additional amount for Department of the Treasury. Notice that for an additional amount. So they already got money. They get more. All right. 
Bureau of Fiscal Service, salaries and expenses. So this is going to pay people $78,650,000 to remain available until September 30th, 2021. Now, you got to pay people in the IRS. All right. So taxpayer services, $70,200,000 through September 30th, 2021. And then the IRS operation support, $209,600,000 to remain available. And then there's a limit for the Social Security Administration, limitation on administrative expenses. So they get some expenses, $38 million to remain available till September 30th, 2020. So there's those dollars. So let's get to probably the big discussion. What about this slush fund? This Mnuchin slush fund. So like I said, I went through this bill for the last hour and a half, all 200 some odd pages. Okay. That's a lot. I did this for y'all because I love y'all, right? And I don't like division. Um, so it's important. Uh, once I scroll down here and get to it, there's a lot in this. You know, it's a lot of wordy stuff. No wonder people, I think the reason we get hoodwinked and led astray, right? It's because these jokers are so freaking wordy. It's absolutely absurd. All right. So those are just my thoughts. Little commentary. I'm getting here. I'm getting here. I'm getting here. Let me get my reference. All right. All right, here we go. So business provisions. All righty. So employers will have the opportunity to delay their payroll tax. All right. So on page 63, lines 10 through 13, it says this. Oh, section 2202. We are going through the Senate Bill 3548, a.k.a. the CARE Act. I would encourage you to read the bill. If you scroll all the way up into my comment section, the bill is there. Click on it. Read it for yourself. Educate yourself. All right. So uh, delay of payment of employer payroll taxes. Hello. Quote, notwithstanding any other provision of law, the payment for applicable applicable employment taxes for payroll tax deferral period shall not be due before the applicable date. Wow. Okay. Well, what's the applicable date? So page 64 lines four through eight. Let me get here. All right. The applicable date page 65. All right. And you can find it on page 65, starting at line nine. All right. The applicable date. The term applicable date means December 31st, 2021, with respect to 50% of the amounts to which subsection A or B, as a case may apply. So businesses can take their payroll taxes and shift it. Shoot. And they want to pay 50% of it until December 31st, 2021. Hold the phone. And then the remaining 50%, shoot, they don't have to pay till December 31st, 2022. It says, big letter B, December 31st, 2022, with respect to the remaining such amounts. Whoa. Something to think about. Question. What does shifting payroll taxes do? 
Question. All right. And they also address in this bill net operating losses. Now, huh, Division C. Now, I'm going to tell you, I did not like Division C. And the reason I did not like Division C is because it addresses businesses. Okay. And it addresses specific businesses. But what I didn't like is that these are loans. But the way these loans are treated for these businesses is different than how the loans are treated for the small businesses that we opened up with. Remember what I said that the the loans could be used for, you know, utilities, mortgages, payrolls, salaries, things like that. So there was specific requirements in Division C. There is not such a thing that was frustrating. All righty. So this is on page 84. All right. Section 3102, the emergency relief through loans and loan guarantees. All right. And I'm reading, quoting, notwithstanding any other provision of law to provide liquidity to eligible businesses. That's so they don't go out of business. Right. Related to losses incurred as a direct result of coronavirus, the secretary is authorized to make or guarantee loans. All right. So it's not a gift. It's a loan. It's a loan. So they're supposed to pay it back. All right. I feel like we've been around this bush before. No pun intended. To make or guarantee loans to eligible businesses that do not in the aggregate exceed 208 billion and provide the subsidy amounts necessary for such loans and loan guarantees in accordance with the provisions of the Federal Credit Reform Act of 1990. All right. So who are these for? These are loans. I got it. Not just free money. They're supposed to pay it back. Okay. So not more than 50 billion shall be available for passenger air carriers. You know, United, Southwest, American, those type of persons. Right. Spirit Airlines, I guess. JetBlue. All right. What about air carriers? So, you know, cargo, like getting stuff from one place to the next so you can get your Amazon or your FedEx or whatever. All right. Eight billion. And not more than one hundred and fifty billion shall be available for other eligible businesses. In general, the secretary shall review and decide on applications for loans and loan guarantees under this section and may enter into agreement to make guarantee loans to one or more obligors if the secretary determines in the secretary's description. Description, excuse me. Yeah. So my problem as you read through this section There is no description on how the loan is to be used like the division for small businesses. The small businesses can only use their loan for this, 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 and this. It's not clear anywhere in this bill, and I'm up to being corrected because at some point words start to bleed together after reading these 200 and some odd pages. All right. 
I don't see what they can and can't do with their money. Mm. It's a little sloppy. I think they should be more specific. If I was in the Senate, I would want something more clear. All right. And then finally, on page 88, administrative expenses, notwithstanding any other provision of law, the secretary may use a hundred million of the funds made available under this section to pay costs and administrative expenses associated with the provision of direct loans or guarantees authorized under this section. All right. So Division D deals with health care supplies and access. Uh, but what I don't see is this supposed slush fund to Mnuchin. So if anybody could point me in the bill where that is, I would be happy. Like, let us know. That would be awesome. OK. But more could be done on clarifying uh, how these loans could be used because there's been complaints. Well, you know, they can lay off people and, you know, take the money and leverage it other ways. You know, this money should be used towards helping their employees uh, and just getting back on their feet. And But then also, you know, do you need the money? So and then finally, it closes with uh, education. So if you go all the way down to page 220. All right. We're getting here. We are discussing uh, Senate Bill 3548. I did not see a percentage rate, uh, Tim. Um, so if anybody could give me information on that, that would be uh, awesome. But I didn't see that mentioned uh, specifically in the bill. That would be good uh, to know. So I appreciate that question, sir, very much. So on page 220, really, it deals with education. All right. Now, you know, in my my town of Conway, UCA closed, Hendricks closed. I'm sure CBC closed. You know, kids had to go home. They had to leave uh, their dorms. In some cases, classes shut down. You know, the universities just shut down. All right. So uh, on page 220, beginning at section 4506, here's some things that are mentioned for. Uh, students. There is an adjustment to the loan. If you got a student loan, there's an adjustment to your loan due to loss of schedule. So, you know, school closed in March, and so there's an adjustment to your loan. You ain't got to pay all of that, right? It's adjusted, right? Um, the other thing is this, is uh, HBCUs are um, considered in this. And then there is uh, temporary uh, relief for payments of your student loans as well as it relates to this semester. So what it's not is you don't get to you don't have to pay your student loans again. That's not what this is. There's relief for uh, student loans during this period on the loan that you have. OK. And then finally, the bill closes with uh Paid leave and emergency sick leave. So I go back and forward on the paid leave and emergency sick leave uh, information only because um, what can businesses absorb in relation to uh, leave? So there's two things they address. Limitation on paid leave 
And the second is emergency paid sick leave. Once again, we're covering Senate Bill 3548, the CARE Act that is being going back and forth in Washington, D.C. Uh, I hope my senators, Tom Cotton and Bozeman, uh, you would check this out. Hear my thoughts on this. So the first is 4601 limitations on paid leave. Right. So it says. Section 110B to Big B of the Family and Medical Leave Act or FMLA of 1993 is amended by striking clause two and inserting the following. All right. Limitation. An employer shall not be required to pay more than $200 per day and $10,000 in the aggregate for each employee for paid leave under this section. And then Section 4602 Emergency Paid Sick Leave Act Limitation Section 5102 of the Emergency Paid Sick Leave Act is amended by adding at the end the following limitations. Page 241, keep reading. An employer shall not be required to pay more than either $511 per day and $5,110 in the aggregate for each employee when the employee is taking leave for a reason described in paragraph one, two, or three that's dealing with the coronavirus. Okay. Uh, Big B says $200 per day and $2,000 in the aggregate for each employee when the employee is taking leave for a reason described in paragraph four, five, and six. Expiration of the requirement. An employer's requirement to provide paid leave with respect to a specific employee shall expire at the earlier of A, the time when the employer has paid that employee for paid leave under this section for an equivalent of 80 hours of work or upon the employee's return to work after taking paid leave under this section. So essentially, workers, you got 80 hours, two weeks, essentially. So that's the bill. What's not in the bill is Republicans screwing poor people. What's not in the bill is greater restrictions on these airlines and air cargo people's all right. And what's not in the bill is this supposed slush fund. This is the bill as it is stands right now. That was being discussed. It is from Congress.gov. I put the link in the comment section. I would encourage you to go read it. Set aside what you heard on the news. So if you listen to the five on Fox or Sean Hannity or Laura Ingram, or Rachel Maddow, or Don Lemon, or any of the cast of characters, set all them bobbleheads aside, right? Go read the bill. What does the bill say? Then hold your senators accountable to what's in the bill in accordance with the Constitution of the United States. And also remembering Washington, the federal government has no money. It's our money, right? So in one instance, it ain't socialist to get back your money, especially when the federal government is taking more money than it should. It's your money anyway. On another end, the federal government has responsibilities. And so you should look at those enumerated powers of the federal government and ask yourself, is this Senate bill in line with the enumerated powers of the federal government or should it be reserved to the states? That's the questions 
we should be asking ourselves. That will make it a law that protects us from injustice, right? So that justice can reign. So I would encourage you, read the bill. Some of y'all got, a lot of y'all got homeschoolers. No, hold on a second. You got your kids out of school. So going through this bill is a great opportunity in civics to understand politics. It's a great opportunity to pull up on YouTube how a bill becomes law. Y'all remember that? Some of y'all remember that, right? You know, the little bill and he's sitting out on the steps of the Capitol and then, you know, how it becomes law, right? This is an opportunity to look at that YouTube video, then pull out this actual bill that's actually going to impact each and every one of our lives in the next few weeks. So that's my encouragement to you. Look up how a bill becomes a law. It's like that Saturday uh, morning special, right? Look at this bill, pull it apart for this week because they ain't going to get it passed tomorrow. I'll be shocked if it gets passed, you know, by the end of this week, right? But pull it apart, look at it, sit it, discuss it among your family members and be like, hey, what does this mean? It's going to cause you to be like, you know, what, what, you know, maybe I need to go look at the tax code. What's that mean? FMLA? What actually covers FMLA? Right? You got to ask questions like, can my small, small business afford this? Right? Who determined there was 500 employees? Like, who determined that? Right? Who determined that the airlines and the air cargo and these other businesses get, how much was it again? A total of $208 billion in loans and guarantees. Like, why that number? What was the rationale behind that? You know? Like Mr. Freyaldehoven asked, you know, what's the percentage rate on these loans for small businesses? What's the percentage rate on the loans for, uh, you know, these airlines? Okay, things to consider. So I appreciate y'all very much. I love y'all very much. Uh, Remember to uh, look out for one another. Uh, Remember as well, you are free human beings. You are created in freedom. Right. And you have and should have the freedom uh, to move about how you need to, to earn an income, how you need to, to worship how you want to. Right. Love who you want to. Right. But doing it in such a way that it builds you up, builds others up. And hey, we can pull through this together. And if you got one of them young people down at the beach, sit them down and ask them, hey, what you what was you thinking? You know, what's going on? All right. That's a good question to ask. So I appreciate y'all very much. If you got a question, I'll hang around for like two minutes. And if not, I will peace out. But it was good. Going to go and build my Lego. Watch some Marvel. This is going to be Yoda. It's going to be pretty epic. It's like 1,700 and... uh, 1,771 pieces, right? And I'm like on box or package number three already. So it's cool. But anyways, I appreciate y'all very much. Remember to be love, be kind, be generous. Check out my nonprofit, coho58.org. We're working to help out people here in Conway 
uh, that's been impacted by COVID, helping the kids with food, uh, be helping out uh, with our homeless coalition and rental assistance, utility assistance, and be helping provide uh, masks for healthcare workers because they are important. But you are all important. So you're remarkable, you're unique, you're unrepeatable. You guys take care. God bless. And remember, if we remember to live in hope, we can do the impossible. Take care. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Humanity Matters podcast. For more information, visit the website philipfletcher.org or send us an email at humanitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. And remember, as always, if we remember to live in hope, we can do the impossible. So be love, be kind, and be generous. Thank you.